The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of the show. Sitting right alongside my co-host over there, Jay Spencer King. Jay Spencer King, what's what up? What is going on, man? How's it going? I'm I'm doing well. It's funny. I I created that extended intro in obviously for Jerry Hughes, and it was an extension of the song that's normally our intro song. And as I was listening to it, it's like my heart it knows where I belong. And I was like, oh wait a second, this kind of fits. He's going back <laughs> like home. Inadvertently. He's going back home. <laughs> but 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 he also belongs here. So it's just it. I don't know. I just was sitting there going, huh. That's funny when that happens. So, but yeah. So what's good in your world, my friend? How are you? It's hump day. Everybody jump on that like, hump that like button, hump day. Yeah, hump that like. Go ahead and do that, man. Everything is going good. I've been, uh, it's been a, a busy couple of weeks, but it's um a good thing. Good busy. Um, you know, I, obviously I went to the draft and I, that's why I missed hump day last time. And then um, it, it was fun, man. You got to go next year. You got to, <laughs> I know you don't like Kansas City, but I'm telling you, you got to go. I hate it. <laughs> yeah, but but that was awesome. And then um, uh, I've just been you know doing a lot of things, man. I'm I'm somewhat coaching now a little bit, so that that's been taking up a lot of time. This weekend I'll be hanging out with Levi Wallace and uh, Jordan Poyer and a few other guys for the Levi Wallace Classic. So that's it's been it's just been fun. I'm I'm enjoying life right now when it comes to the world of content creation and Buffalo Bill sports. Yeah, it's pretty wild. You've had uh, quite the whirlwind here the last couple of yeah. weeks and. I'm jealous, legit <laughs> jealous um, of that. And then, yeah, last night you had uh, Zemo on the show. Yeah, right? yeah, Zach Moss. Talk, 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 talk a little bit. I loved it. It was great. The interview was great. Talk a little bit about that. He, um, he's first of all, Zach Moss is just awesome. Um, anybody who, um, who knows me, like if you've listened to the Code of Conduct, you know, like I've always been like a a big Zach Moss supporter. I've basically mm. I've tried to claim him as RB one. It didn't quite <laughs> happen that way. But last night he gave us some insight as to kind of what held him back last year. He had a tendon in his, um, I believe, his ankle. Yeah. He said um, that just wasn't right. Screws, screws, screws in, the, in yeah. his ankle. So, and I don't remember seeing him on an injury report. Do you remember seeing him? Just, just saying, you know, and and, uh, and he was very <laughs> candid about it, very open. And, you know, and we talked a lot about, you know, expectations and, and what to expect from him this year. And I, I know a lot of people think that the Bills drafting uh, Cook is like an immediate, oh, he's gone. I yeah. think I think the drafting of Cook is, is more so going to leave um, Johnson out. I don't I don't think it's going to be 
you know, that's mm. just me. I don't think it's going to be um, Devin or Zach. I think that those guys are, are draft picks that they invested into heavily. I think with them investing in the offensive line, they're looking forward to seeing these guys ball out. And, and Zach said he's healthy. He said this is the best that he's felt uh, since probably yeah. his rookie year. So, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, the insight that he gave you as far as just when you asked him about the game slowing down and stuff like that and how fast he said the holes closed, it was reminiscent to J.P. Lossman. I'm not saying that he's J.P. Lossman. It was just reminiscent to uh, J.P. Lossman, Lossman when they when when they had asked J, J.P. I don't remember. It might have been Joe Biscaglia asked J.P. Lossman. He was like, so what's the difference between the pros and college? And he said, the guys in the pro, like in the pros are, are open when the same guy in college is like covered. Mm-hmm. Like just the tightness of the coverage and everything else, but to hear Zach talk about that, just that you know the holes close so fast, and like all the defensive linemen are so good, and it's just a just a different world, and obviously the playbook part of it too. It was it was just a great interview, and I would recommend everybody listening to the show in podcast form or watching it live right now. Go back and uh, and cue that up because it was fantastic. I think for me, the part that uh, it was um, the part that I took from it that I I really appreciated him being candid about was when I asked him about. Um, you know, how a lot of times quarterbacks get time to develop, you know, like they get the three year thing and, and for running backs. And I obviously brought up my guy, Tremaine Edmonds and other, other players, you know, I feel like a lot of those players don't get the same type of respect as far as time when it comes to development. And, and he kind of talked about that. And I just, like, again, I just appreciate him being so open and, and, and candid with me because it it was a great interview. So yeah, like just said, go back and check it out. if, If everybody gets a chance to, it was a very, very good interview. Well, everybody, one more time, you are tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings Vodcast Network, which is basically vidcast and podcast. It's a word that, I don't know, was made up, and I just like it. Welcome to everybody that's in the chat. Chris Jankey's in the chat. Uh, Amanda Davey, Richard Rush, Daniel Gowries, David S. I'm in the chat. You're in the chat. Uh, Reservoir Dog. (laughs) Tracy Victor's in the chat. Uh, All the usual suspects. Mark Johnson. So good to see all of you guys. If I missed anybody, I'm sorry. Uh, Just so everybody knows, we are Super Chat Live. So if you want to ask us a question, or if you have a comment about any of this evening or today's topics, please feel free to super chat us. We will get to it. We'll try not to miss it. Uh, we'll get to your chat, your comments, if we can, uh, just through the conversation, if something pops up. It's easier when it's two of us, because when I'm talking, you can view the comment mm-hmm. section. And when you're talking, I view the comment section. When you're alone, it's it's not quite as easy. Like, it's it just it doesn't go it's so not. well. It's not. I need a producer is what we both need a producer, but uh, also whatever platform you are listening or watching on, please like, and subscribe uh, and then click the little bell. If you're on YouTube, so you get all of the updates uh, whenever uh, Buffalo rumblings goes live and we have a bevy of shows and even more to come. So now the week starts with the overreaction show uh, eight o'clock on Sunday nights, Monday nights, the John Fina show will return at some point, probably not until practices and training camp starts, but that's at eight. Uh, or I think nine, sorry. So uh, I got to back up uh, intentional grounding with Sterling. I believe Sterling furrow is at eight. And then I believe Fiend is going to be at nine. Mm-hmm. So me and Fiend will be at nine. Tuesday is you code of conduct Wednesday, hump day hotline Thursday, uh, the Buffalo nerd with our friend Colt Schroeder and then Friday food for thought. And then when is the chop up? The chop up is Saturday nights. At, are you, are you going back to doing and four is too many. I'd love to see somebody pick that up and run with it. I'd love to see somebody take the time to shine and 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 kind of go with it. Four is too many shows. Something's got to give. And as much as I loved it, um, it started off really super strong. And then after a while, like not as many people were coming in to chat with me. But I'd love to see somebody pick that up because it's a great concept. Well, I think um, um, but I, I think four isn't too many, but I understand where you're coming from. 
<laughs> I just <laughs> I just like you doing it. I think it's a great show. I think it's a great concept. But um, so if you're not going to be we'll back see. with that, then I think we might try to talk guys into letting the, the chop up be 8 p.m. on Saturdays. If not, we'll stick to nine. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind round. I wouldn't mind doing a round, not round table, round robbing it. So somebody different maybe hosts it every mm-hmm. week. It's, it fours a lot, dude. Uh, we signed Sterling free agency. It's true. Uh, yes, and uh, yeah, Sterles is uh, me, me, Spence, and Sterles are we, we boys. That's my guy. So we, uh, we're looking forward to actually. We're actually we're looking forward to, to creating content together, and we're looking forward to uh, going to Bills games this year together. I already told Sterling that if if the if week one is a home opener, and then week two is the Monday night game, he's got to come to Buffalo for a week and a half because he can work from home, which you can Pretty too. Good. I was like, you got to come. He's like, I'm only doing that if I'm staying at your house, and I'm like, let's go, bro. <laughs> Let's I don't even go. know why he threw that out there. Like it was a question. Like Joe is gonna like <laughs> this is happening. This is happening. <laughs> Let's go. So, uh, so our first topic of this show goes back to the actual intro. And for those of you that did not get a chance to uh, see the intro because you're listening in podcast form, Jerry Hughes, longtime Buffalo Bill, uh, has officially signed with the Houston Texans uh, to basically, I'm guessing, to finish out his career at home. Uh, he's from Houston, so we there are no contract details for Jerry Hughes at this point as far as how long the contract was for. I can give you information about Jerry Hughes as a Buffalo Bill, though. Uh, Jerry Hughes uh, was fourth, or he is fourth all-time in Bill's history with 53 sacks. He's actually got 58 total in his career. He also has seven postseason sacks. He was ranked 15th last year uh, as the pass in, in pass rushing uh, efficiency. Uh, he said this uh, on Twitter and Instagram today to the Bagulas, my teammates, coaches, and staff, and of course, Bill's Mafia. I'm so thankful for the people I've met and friendships that were formed. It's been an amazing nine years. My family and I enjoyed it all, forever grateful and unbelievably blessed, which short but sweet to the point. It was awesome. Yes, Addison went. We're not worried about Mario Addison. <laughs> Are we worried about Mario Addison going going to the Texans? No, no. I was actually if, no. if he needs help packing, you know what I mean. Like I, I, I will volunteer my services. I will help you get to Houston, homie. Like let's do that. So instead of talking about what our thoughts are right now about uh, Jerry leaving, right? Let's talk about Jerry in the beginning. So Jerry, for those of you that don't know, and most of you probably do, he was acquired via trade in his fourth season in a trade with Kelvin Shepard. So he was a number one draft pick, I think 31st overall, and Kelvin Shepard was a number one draft pick. I'm not exactly sure where Kelvin went for us. And the Bills just basically were like, you want him? Do you want him? Let's do it. And they just swapped him. Uh, Kelvin Shepard ended up on a different team after that, maybe two different teams after that, washed out of the league, whereas Jerry Hughes... The, the phrase at one point when his contract was up was pay him huge money, meaning pay him huge money. I know the Browns wanted him really bad. Browns mm-hmm. fans did. What were your thoughts that first year when he had 10 sacks as a Buffalo Bill? I mean, holy smokes. I mean, but obviously that line that we had was it was unworldly. You know, like I'm hoping that mm-hmm. the, the line that we have this year resembles that line to some you know, some form. We got Von Miller now. You can compare that to Mario yeah. Williams. Not the same player, but I mean, like, you know, impact-wise, you can hopefully compare that to Von Miller. And then when Jerry came in, man, you know, he was he was somewhat of an unknown that people were like, well, he could potentially be. Like, that was the conversation when he got him in the trade. It seemed fair at the time. We won that trade. I know we, we talk yeah. about um, Doug Whaley a lot. <laughs> we, we give him a... Thank you, Doug, for that one. That was that was the one that I can give you some credit for. And 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 like a lot of times, I misspoke. Kelvin was actually a third round pick by the Bills, uh, and he is coaching as well. So Chris Jenke is right on both of those. Chris Jenke, the encyclopedia, 
uh, is right on both of those situations. So I don't know why I thought he was a first round pick. For some reason, I thought they swapped first round picks because they were both heading towards bust land. But if, yeah, if, if you want to talk about a fleecing third round pick for a first round yeah. pick. And, and yeah, Jerry turned into Jerry. So I'm Jerry, obviously, when he was opposite Mario, I had hopes that the Bills were going to find some way late, maybe even right before training camp to bring him back uh, to play opposite Von Miller. I thought that he would be lights out if Von Miller's getting the double teams that he has faced since, you know, Mario left. I thought that this could be, a, you know, quite the swan. What's the word? Swan song or whatever it is like that last kind of mm-hmm. like last hurrah last year or two as a as of his career as a buffalo bill clearly clearly the bills believe either they're set in that situation at 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 defensive end or he didn't want to maybe play for the money that the bills wanted to pay him um but i think he could have been extremely effective in this defense what do you think i agree a, a trillion percent i think um you know i get why we couldn't fit him quote unquote you know i get why it's like okay mm-hmm it's expected that he's going to move on, but just from a emotional standpoint and just from like a nostalgia from him being the, the longest tenured Buffalo bill. And, you know, it, right, it's right. like, man, any year that you feel like it's going to be the year you kind of want those guys. Like if, if I could get, um, you know, there's a, there's a handful of guys, not many, but there's a handful of guys where it's like, if I could unretire you just so you can come yeah. in and like be on the roster this year so you can get a super bowl. Like, I feel like, Kyle, Kyle, for sure. You know, um, <laughs> Eric Wood. Yeah, Eric yeah. There's Wood. a couple guys that is like you, just, and Jerry is one of them for sure. And mm-hmm. and it's just is is heartbreaking when you look at it from that standpoint because you know, and I got some flack on Twitter for it. I'm like, he belongs on the wall. Like when the new stadium goes up, he belongs on the wall. And I had some people that's not good. Go ahead. No, I was I was agreeing. Well, with no, you. well like, I had some people like this is a loser's mentality. Like he wasn't even that special, and he wasn't. I, I don't know if people really watch the Buffalo Bills play, you know, like because now I'm, I'm starting to get concerned when people say stuff like Jerry Hughes doesn't belong on the wall. I'm, yeah. I'm really concerned that like because I give Bills fans I'm part of Bills Mafia. So I give us a lot of credit. I'm like, dude, we're the smartest. We're the smartest damn fan base in the entire league. We know football. And if you come at us with stats, we'll be able to talk <laughs> you down. And I'm getting people in the fan base telling me that Jerry Hughes does not belong on the wall. Mind blown. Yeah, I, I so I agree with you. Um, belongs, I, I belongs is a weird word for me, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you at all. But because if I, if I'm throwing the word belongs out there, then I've got Kyle Williams to go with it. I've got Eric Wood to go with it. I've got Fred Jackson to go with it. Like there's a number that might be the four. Fred, there's like mm, four guys. Mm. You don't think Fred Jackson goes up, right? And that so that I, no belong is the weird well, word. See, Fred was more of a it was an emotion. Like everybody loves Fred, and it's emotional. Yeah, Jerry yeah, Jerry yeah, performed sure. that way. Like I know he yeah, for you sure. know, he's the fourth leader in sacks. I know it wasn't Bruce Smith numbers, but he performed that way. You yeah. know, Freddie, he performed, but not like you don't look at Freddie and it's like, okay, yeah, we didn't need another running back. Like it hurt when we cut him, but we understood. Like, yeah, okay, it's time. <laughs> <laughs> for sure um i don't disagree with you at all and i can give everybody some numbers as far as that goes so career uh nine years with buffalo three years with indianapolis uh he played in 144 games started 127 as a buffalo bill he had one interception uh i think he had uh minus three yards so he didn't get very much on that one um but he did have uh what was it uh, 53 sacks as i already stated uh 58 total in his career seven in the postseason 350 tackles uh, combo uh, solo 235 
tackles for loss 74. I mean, the, the dude was a monster. So, I mean, you're talking about a guy from a sack standpoint, you know, the first year he was a bill 10, second year he was a bill 10, five, six, four, seven, four and a half, four and a half. And a lot of those after the 10 were when Mario wasn't either wasn't here or was with Rex and he changed the scheme completely, mm-hmm. or there was nobody else on the defense to include the last several years. I mean, Jerry Hughes, I've said it, you've heard me say it a hundred times, held every single play. Just about every single pass play that he's rushing the quarterback on, he's being held, every, and he's never getting the calls. Every play. Now, the question is why? Is it because he ra- rose quite a bit of stink early in his career? I mean, he was the guy that was always kind of on hair on fire, playing with his hair on fire and upsetting the referees and saying things, and he was kind of a loud mouth as far as that goes. So he tempered out as he matured, right? He became a team captain. Um, but I don't know why they never made those calls for him. I don't know why he did not get the calls that he should have gotten because he was a terror. He was he was maybe not the guy that they're 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 defensing against, but he was a guy they had to worry about. Right? Well, I feel like they absolutely were were scheming defensively against Jerry Hughes, and and it hurts when you have guys like Starla Tulele opt out a full season or like he's injured often, or you know it, it hurts when you don't have the the full complement of guys around him. But Jerry Hughes, right. you know, it, it, he belongs, and, and you know I know you you don't want to use that word, but I'm saying like. When it, in the grand scheme of things for Buffalo Bills mm-hmm. football, like it's going to be hard yeah. pressed for you to, to name me five defensive linemen yeah. that you would take over Jerry Hughes' career. Like it's just going to be tough. Yeah. So, and I'm not talking about just sack numbers. I mean, in general, everything he did on the field, the leadership that he brought, the somebody spoke earlier to the fact that he was a big part of the process. He he's the only one that really, and I'm sure Wood and 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 Kyle would have kind of lasted if if health allowed them to, and or Kyle just retired mm-hmm. for other reasons. But you know, I'm sure they would have lasted as well with the process. But he's the guy that did. And yeah. listen. The, the the reason he's not the only reason, but a big part of the reason why the Buffalo Bills is who we are today or are who we are today. Jerry Hughes plays a big part in that. And if you don't respect that, mm-hmm. I don't I, I don't you know, I just I can't have a conversation with most people. Yeah, it's a little strange. So him moving on is is bittersweet. I mean, it's it's one of those things where not everybody is. I think, you know. Uh, was it Chris said, you know, not everybody plays forever. Nobody plays forever. And there's an aspect to you want some guy. Kyle Williams is a guy, like you said, Eric Wood. I'd love to have those guys back. That's funny. You know, Brady's <laughs> going to try to play forever. Um, you know, I'd love to have those guys back. So it's it's a part of the business. And I was I was talking with a player this week um, and we were just talking about changes in general and how certain players were going to um, handle those changes. And he basically flat out said we've adjusted before. It's fine. And I literally said, yeah, it's almost, I mean, for you guys, the only constant is change. And he goes, that's absolutely right. He goes, that's, and you just adjust. What's, what's weird for me. And I did not bring this up in that conversation. What's weird for me is how they go from being this close tight knit family. Cause the bills, and I don't, I I know you don't always like to talk about the nineties bills, but looking back at the nineties bills, that family feeling is very similar. Like there's a very similar family feeling between that team and this team. Fina talks about how close they were and how close they still are. But free agency wasn't then what it is now, where guys just come and go. They're on the roster. You know, uh, 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 Bill Polian and John Butler weren't signing guys to four-year contracts and then cutting them after one or cutting them after two. Like, if they signed a four-year deal or a five-year deal, they were here for five years. That's just how the contracts worked. What's weird to me in all of this is is these guys are so close, and they know oh, some dudes are getting cut. Some dudes got cut last year. Mm -hmm. Well, not a lot. Not all the dudes we thought. But some dudes got got cut this year. It's gonna. I mean, I know it's a business, but it's 
it'd be it'd, it'd be like us you and me you and me and Sterles. we get to do this for a couple of years and we're really good friends and then right before the season starts they're like hey guess what joe miller's gone we just don't have room for him i mean <laughs> how do you how do you sterling's gone or spence is gone or bruce is gone how do you how do you move on from I'll that just like, chris, i'll like, just sign chris <laughs> but you know what i'm, no, you know I what I'm saying I mean, i've got an emotional, I'm joking, but, I've got an emotional yeah. tie to you I'm, i mean i love you we're boys we're still going to be boys if you go to built-in buffalo or something like that but we're not going to nah. be as close as we are right now nah, if, I'm, you in, know, you know if I mean? I'm in buffalo sports i'm only doing buffalo rumblings that's not a shot at built-in buffalo so don't take anybody don't take that and run and start no drama right but i'm saying i'm buffalo rumblings to the core like that's happening but i feel what you're saying right i feel what you're saying and, and it is 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 weird because you know, you're right. You have that camaraderie. You have that that unit. And uh, and to your point, like the 90s team was the same way. You know, um, a couple of years ago, I had I had Patty Thomas on and she talked about how those guys were like a family. And like she's like she she's yep. I remember specifically she's like if they were getting in trouble, they were getting in trouble together. If they were doing the right thing, they were doing the right thing together. And it just, right. you know, it just builds a certain type of friendship and brotherhood that you can't you really can't replace that on the field like those relationships you can't um you know you can't duplicate it so hopefully the newer players coming yeah. in you know buy into that and they they really try to build yeah. on those relationships and i do i do just want to say i don't mind talking about the 90s it was it was at the time it was it was yeah. like when josh was on his come up and yeah. everybody I just felt like nobody was giving this team credit because it was still being compared to the 90s. So it was like, look, we got to stop talking about the 90s. Now I feel like Josh and the team has their respect. And I feel like now, I mean, obviously we do. We're Super Bowl favorites. We're like, you know, we're. I think we're going to get, don't quote me here. I think we're going to get like six primetime games. You know, <laughs> don't quote me. Five is the max. I think five is the, or is five the max or, or six the max? Like, five and then you can be flexed one. I think five or six is the max. I but feel yeah. like so any game they can flex them to, they going to flex them to. Like it's, Josh is a hot ticket. Like the way it's going right now, um, you know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing um, Sunday night football for the Green Bay Packers. I'm hearing. Don't go there yet. We're going to get there in this show. I'm just saying like, <laughs> I, these are prime time games. Like the, the, the first game of the season, you know, yeah. so I won't go there, but I mean like. Yeah. I can list four off the top that they already announced where it's like, holy smokes, like the Buffalo Bills are that as ticket. A, as a teaser, this will be the first year where it looks like they're starting to, starting to give us the primetime games early in the season versus primetime games late. Right. Which is, I, I don't, I, there's, I know there's an NFL strategy behind it. So, so nobody's going to convince me that they don't sit around thinking about who the primetime games are going to be early in the season to kind of like get fan buy-in in the season and kind of get people pulled in versus the primetime games late in the season. You know, maybe teams they think are going to make a push or who they think they're going to get beat up on. So by then, you know, the winning teams will be who the winning teams are going to get beat up on. You know, the, the bad teams get beat up on. I'll leave the Jerry Hughes thing with this. So I have thought we're all on social media, whether it's Instagram, Twitter, whatever. And I have thought many times in the last couple of years um, since Josh started kind of really looking good. So probably since that 2020 season, um, just seeing the game day posts and Brittany Williams is always with Jerry's wife, always with, like all of the pictures that she posts and all the pictures that Brit posts, they're always together. I started thinking a couple of years ago, these two are like really close. Like what's going to happen when Jerry's kind of gone. Mm -hmm. And what's funny is like Brittany posted today, every good memory I have in Buffalo, you're in it. And this is going to be really, really hard. And I, I got to think that Josh, I mean, if, I, I don't know that it's ever come out that Jerry was the leader of the defense, but if you think from a tenure, from a maturity standpoint, from an age, I mean, they call Josh dad, which is funny because he's not the oldest guy on the team. Um, but 
you got to think that Jerry was kind of like the de facto leader of that defense. He was the guy that everybody looked for or looked to, right? For what, you know, somebody needs to say something now. It's probably Jerry, right? Or Micah. But it's just, it's just going to be weird. I think it's going to be weird for the team not have it. I don't, I don't know. How I think it'd be weird from the standpoint of relationships, like you're talking about. Like that makes a trillion, like that makes so much sense. But I'm, I'm kind of going here with, with my man D. I'm going to miss the hell out of Jerry, but Von Miller is a great new boo to have. You know, like he's, if, it, you know, if you're going to break up with somebody, the upgrade or the glow up is yeah. nice. And and to go from a Jerry Hughes yeah. to a Von Miller, um, I think, I'm not saying we're going to forget Jerry, but I think. No, the, those emotions are going to fade away quickly once the season starts and Von Miller starts doing Von Miller things. So I, I'm not too worried yeah. about that. I, I just um, I wish him well, man. Like I posted the other day or yesterday, whenever it was like, you know, just thank you for everything that you did for the city, everything yeah. that you did for the franchise. Yeah. So I, I just want to reiterate that here live. And hopefully if he listens or somebody could get it to him like, hey, Jerry, I appreciate you. You were um you know, you were a big part of, to be honest, he was a big part of my entire fanhood though. So like, because, you know, Mm. I was born in 86. And so a lot of people my Mm. age, obviously were like, I remember the nineties. We remembered as kids. I remember (laughs) my parents being pissed off, you know, but like, I wasn't like a Bills fan in 92, you know, I was six. Right. right, So when I started to fall in love with the team and then the older I got and really, really, I, I became like a real football fan like real, because I was a basketball fan for a long part of my life. And then, you know, once the team started to kind of make different moves and and the older I got, Jerry was one of the staples for my, you know, when I think about Buffalo Bills players. So I just, I love Jerry. I want Jerry to know that he's one of those guys that like he'll never be forgotten, at least by me when it comes to Buffalo. That's my dude. And Jamie, I am not a baby. I'm a grown man. I am grown. <laughs> Jamie was born in 77, just so everybody knows. She's young. See, she's talking about me. She's still young. <laughs> so let's transition now to uh the other topic of the show, which is uh the Buffalo Bills. So the, the schedule, the full NFL schedule releases tomorrow, including obviously the Bills schedule Thursday. Uh for some of you listening, it will be today as this podcast will drop immediately after the show, and you'll be listening to it on the way to work tomorrow. Uh, so we know a little bit about some things that have been released by the NFL. The Buffalo Bills are playing, uh, Monday night football week two at home against the Titans, which I am amazingly stoked for. And then there's a whole bunch of leaks. One thing we do know, and we can get to this in a second. I have all of our, uh, opponents and, and I could probably, well, maybe, well, I could probably pull it up and, and show it as a file. So you and I can be split screen still on the screen, but I would like to go through those. We did this last year. If you remember. We went through all the opponents and mm-hmm. what we think and early kind of a thought on a win or a loss and then which ones we would like to see. Um, but what have you heard? So do you want me to give you what I've got? So I, I took some notes okay. uh, schedule-wise. These are just rumors. Week one, we don't know. We've heard the Dolphins at home, which I don't like. We've heard the Rams in L.A. the Thursday, like the opening game of the season, that Thursday night game, uh, a couple days before the actual opening, opening Sunday game. Week two, we know is Monday Night Football versus the Titans at home. Week four, there's a rumor out there that the Bills are playing the Ravens on Sunday night football. Week eight in KC is locked in. We know that it's a locked-in game in Kansas City. The Bills are playing there. 425, it's a protected game, which means it cannot be flexed, uh, which I believe every network has allowed one protected game, and that's the game CBS chose to protect for the entire season. They're keeping that game at 425. Nobody's Isn't touching that amazing? it. It's going to be at 425. Yes. <laughs> that's just amazing to me. Go ahead. I'm sorry yep. to cut you off. That's uh, just amazing. You're man. No, you're good. You're good. I love it. Um, the Bills are playing the Packers, we believe, on Sunday Night Football. I don't know of the date. Are, you, are Have you heard a date? 
I didn't hear a specific date. I did hear it in November. November. Gotcha. And then the last one is it was rumored yesterday, or I should say Tuesday, that the Bills were playing the Ravens on Thanksgiving in the 830 slot on NBC. Now, today, Wednesday, it's they're saying it's locked in. The Bills are playing at the Lions, which would be the 12-15 or 12-30 game on Thanksgiving. So that's what we've got right now. That's what we've got. What are your thoughts just about what you just heard? And then what have you heard? Well, I tell you, a, you, you told everybody yesterday not to be booking flights because you know some stuff. Yeah, off. a lot of the stuff that we've been seeing is off. Like I would just <laughs> a lot of what I've been seeing is off. But what I will say is um I, I very, very much hope that um the Thanksgiving game, if we do play on Thanksgiving, I hope I hope that it's the Lions. Uh, and that's just a personal that's thing. That's a W. Not even a w. not even because it's a W. <laughs> like I want good football, but you know, I'd I'd be at that game. You know, like because it's a dome. I'm not going. Really? to I'm not going to to Baltimore in on Thanksgiving. Your wife would let you travel on on Thanksgiving I, to a football. I am game. grown. <laughs> I am grown. My wife would not be having it. Beth would be like, uh, "Don't come home. <laughs> Buy a house in Detroit and stay." There. No, no. But if it's Detroit, I'll be there. If it's Baltimore, there's no way in the world I'm going to Baltimore in a coat. Uh, I don't know that I would. I, I don't even know that I would want to go to Baltimore in September. Would you want to go to Baltimore? Heck I mean, yeah! The seafood something? man? Are really? you kidding me? Well, that part okay. I meant just to, and to see Lamar. The, Lamar, listen. I I know. I know. Um, how the fan bases do and it's back and forth here and that listen the fan base mm -hmm. is crazy if they don't like watching lamar jackson he's one of the most entertaining football players in the world to see him and josh allen go at, go at it absolutely i'd be there just not when it's, it's not about it's, it's not about that they just seem to have, find a way to beat us outside of the playoff game that was here um and i just don't want to i don't know there's a lot about being in baltimore that stadium that team whatever i yeah i just it's just that's not one of the ones that i would choose which we'll get to that in a second but what so which which ones are i know people that have booked flights for la mm -hmm. even before this so a month ago because they just had this feeling the bills were going to play the rams how would that even come visit me yeah, i got you well if you're <laughs> if he's there then we should just go there and stay with him um what if if the Buffalo Bills are playing Thursday night football to open the season against the Rams, the Super Bowl champions, and then they're coming back to play Monday night football, which would be unheard of. That's like a 14-day or a 13, 12-day break mm -hmm. after week one to play the Titans. And then they're playing the Ravens potentially week four, Sunday night football. They're playing on Thanksgiving. They've got a Sunday night game against the Patriots. You know they're playing or against the uh, Packers. You know they're playing the Patriots uh, in primetime. That's not going to be a one o'clock game. The Buffalo Bills are on display. Like the Bills are are the NFL's baby at that point. Yeah, Josh like, is this, Josh is the face of the league right now. They're Simba. They're, they're Simba, right? Josh is the face. <laughs> like, He's the yeah. face of the league. Josh is the face. Wildest dreams land. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. Wildest dreams land, right? Oh no, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Talking about a garbage plate. I don't do garbage plates, man. I like my stomach. I do. <laughs> Joe I do. likes it. You can give him one. I like my stomach. But no, yeah, no, we're we're the darling team now, man. Jo it's it's crazy. Josh is Josh is he's the quarterback that for years when we watched other teams and we watched other like everybody else, like, man, why can we never get one of those? <laughs> you know, like I, I just right. remember obviously watching Brady, and it's like, why why the heck can't we get a guy like that? Aaron Rodgers, for for the longest, I used to always say he's the best guy I've ever seen throw the football. And yep, yep. 
now we have a guy on our team that throws it better. Yep. So th this came from, oh, I'm trying to pull up a tweet and it's driving me crazy. So I sent this to you today. Um, if I can get it to come up. So this was from Jeff Kerr, uh, Jeff Kerr CBS, who's a verified account and it keeps closing. I mean, my phone's like, so this is just what we're talking about. Josh Allen has 31 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns in his career. He needs three rushing touchdowns next season to enter top 10 all time for rushing touchdowns amongst quarterbacks, which automatically is like, whoa, if you think about it, this is where it gets over the top. Allen needs five to pass Randall Cunningham for 35. He needs six to pass Michael Vick at 36. He needs seven for sole possession of fifth place. He's only played for four years. Mm -hmm. Steve Young is on that list somewhere. So I'll tell you what that means. And I don't, this is not me saying it um, in a way to try and be cocky. It is literally, it is quite literally factual. Josh Allen is the best dual, dual threat quarterback in NFL history. Oh, yeah. Period. In NFL history. In NFL history. Sure. He's he's about to be top five in four years. Five years. So right. so right. I'm just saying, like we could talk about it. We could like I know people are gonna debate it, like you're crazy, Mike Vick. And listen, it's a fact. Josh did this in four yeah. years. Mike Vick played, I think it's what do you have? Eleven years in the league, twelve years. I'm off. Chris Jenke will correct us. Uh -huh. But Josh Allen is the, <laughs> the encyclopedia is in the room. <laughs> but he's the best <laughs> dual threat quarterback in NFL history. And nobody can take that from him. Because yeah. I promise you, he's yeah. going to be probably three on that list after this season. After this season. Yeah. So we need seven for fifth, sole possession of fifth. You think I, I I wonder if I can look it up. Um take take the floor for a moment while I, if I can see uh NFL quarterback rushing. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can look it up. Okay. Well, I just it's, it's just amazing though, because when you think about the great dual threat quarterbacks in history, like a lot of people don't look at Dante Culpepper. I, I guess they should, but he wasn't. He didn't have the touchdowns like that. Cam Newton. They always compare him to Cam. He's already surpassed Cam and what he's doing. Like it's it's not because he throws the ball way better than Cam ever threw it. He runs the ball smarter than Cam ever ran it. You know, you talk about Mike Vick. Mike Vick. He has. He was one of the most talented. One of the most um, let's see, Mike Vick, Mike Vick, athletically, I don't think that there's many people in the NFL in history that you could say, like, can, can hold a light to Mike Vick as far as athleticism. But when you're talking about playing yeah, the position sure. of quarterback, Josh got him beat by a country mile because of his arm. <laughs> he does because of his True. arm and, and, and his ability to read defense. And I was in a Ravens uh, spaces last night and they were like yelling at me because I I, I basically told him like Lamar Jackson won't be respected as like a top three quarterback until he can make teams really scared of his arm. I'm not saying he can't throw it. Right. Right. They just right. don't game plan for that. They'd rather pack that right. box and say, you know what, you're not going to run. If you're going to beat us with your arm, damn it, do it until he can get teams right. to say we don't know what to do. He's not going to be you're, you're not winning a Super Bowl like that. Unfortunately, it's Greg Roman. So here to Greg Roman. I've got I've got information for you. So if he gets seven, he's got sole possession of fifth place, bumping Mike Vick out of uh sixth place. Or I'm sorry, out of uh out of fifth Mike Vick and, and Tobin rate. So I'll just give it so Randall Cunningham Cunningham is 35. Mike Vick has 36 career touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. Tobin Rate, who I've never heard of before, has 37. Steve McNair with 37 as well. So they're tied for fourth. Uh, this is interesting and news to me. Jack Kemp, former Buffalo Bills quarterback, has 40, third place with 40 rushing touchdowns. So there'll be a moment more than likely in Josh's career where he will be 
either third and fourth with Jack Kemp or third and fourth or tied for third or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's wild that there's two Bills quarterbacks on that are going to be on this list. Steve Young with 43. Do you know who the leader is? I don't. You should. I should. I wore his jersey. <laughs> is Cam? Cam Newton is number well, I said one. Cam earlier. Yeah, touchdown. I said Cam earlier, but you you want to know you want to know what the number is? What is it? Seventy five. My guy. My guy. <laughs> he's he's thirty two above Steve Young, who's in the hall. That's of my dog. I'm gonna tell you though, Josh is gonna get that. He's gonna go down as he. Okay, remember last year. Remember last year. I made a comparison to Josh Allen and Lamar. Uh, Lamar and LeBron James. And people, yep, yep. people came from me in a whole different way. Like, are you crazy? Oh, yeah. Now, this I is remember. the reason why I made this comparison. At the end of his career, LeBron James will have over he actually he'll lead the league in point score ever. He'll have over 10,000 rebounds, over 10,000 assists. He'll have a career triple double for his career. When Josh Allen's retired, right. he's going to, I'm not saying he's gonna have the passing. I don't know. Like it just depends on how his career goes, but he's gonna be a top passer of all time. He's either gonna be one or two all time on the quarterback rushing touchdown list. He's going to like everything that you measure quarterbacks by, he's going to be top five in all of it. And that's what I call right. GOAT. That's why I compared him to right. LeBron. Is he there now? No. He's not there yet. He only had like the two great years, a, a good year and a uh, bad year. You know, he's but it's on. It's on, man. It's on. And we have him in Buffalo. Yeah. Chris Jenke makes a point that I, I have made often on my show, which is I actually don't want Josh to have that record. I don't want the the toll on his body that the, rec the that the record likely requires. And Cam Newton. Yes, he's I, the would be the example. I just think it's different. And, and this is the reason why, and everybody knows I love Cam. So I'm saying this in mm -hmm. respect to Cam. Cam never could throw like Josh. So so the fact is, as a defense, Josh is going to have more opportunities to run without taking those hits because they're scared of his arm. So you're going to have defenses mm -hmm. playing off, and you're going to have defenses chasing around these guys. And when Josh gets that, when he when he can fling it out there, Okay, he flings it out there. When he has to run, they're scared that he's gonna he's gonna run like close to the line of scrimmage. Talk. We've seen it already, so I, I agree. You don't want him taking hits, but you don't want to change his, his DNA as a player. He's a he's a big dude. He's running. Get, get, let Josh cook. Let Josh cook. <laughs> Steve Vega. Josh is a peacock. You gotta let him fly. Let me fly. You gotta let me fly. Sorry. Gotta let me fly. <laughs> it's so good i love it um it, i was i was going someplace and then i saw that and just yeah went went totally what was the name of that movie with uh uh mark Wahlberg and will ferrell I guys um the other guy what was the it the other guys the other guys <laughs> so stinking funny let me see if i can find how the heck do, so I, I can't share can i not share a, what, Dave, a picture you can or you did Go you ahead. load it up uh, I loaded it up, but it's going to cover us. Yeah. Is it possible for it to not cover us? Because it's an overlay, right? Gotcha. And if I do, if I do the share, I can't share it unless it's a slide. And uh, and David, I just want to comment on this. He says Cam for for those listening to podcast for me. He said Cam was Josh in year one. I tell you what, I disagree, man. I think the only year that Cam had that was anything similar to what Josh Allen is was the MVP year that he lost the Super Bowl against the Broncos. That year. If if he played that type of year consistently, and even that year, if you really look mm. at it, he he still wasn't like super accurate. He still wasn't like he was he was doing things, but it wasn't 
with all due respect, because I love, I still got, I got six, I think six Cam Newton jerseys, like Patriots, Cardinals. Six? I love the dude. I love him. That's my guy. Wow. He's never been Josh Allen. Never. No, he, no, for, for sure. For sure not. Where is this picture? How, how why do I would you even type this? this? Like you about to get, you about to get in timeout just for typing this out. Like, why would you even type this? Yeah, that's not that's not cool, bro. I I can't I can't share this thing. So do you want me to just? I don't want to cover our faces. Do, should I cover our faces, yeah, cover or do you, face. do you have a way okay. to? I got a face for radio. Oops, wrong one. It's just I got a face for radio. So we're going to talk now just about the Bills' opponents and effectively uh, who we want to see. Maybe you know, there's a lot of buzz as far as that goes with who we would want to go. You know, who we would want to travel to see. Uh, I'm in a couple different Bills chats, uh, Bills Mafia chats, and that's all the talk has been the last couple of days. And I would recommend that everybody that's 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 watching us live right now put in there who you want to go see as far as what teams you want to see. But the Bills' home opponents: Green Bay, Minnesota. The Steelers, the Browns, the Titans, the Jets, the Patriots, and the Dolphins. Now, at first glance, which I know you've said, are you allowed to? Are you willing to share which games you're you're effectively coming home for? Am I allowed? Yeah. Okay, I just I didn't want to put you on the spot. So. Yeah, no. Well, I'm. I'm I think I've kind of actually announced it. I, I'm looking to. Um, I, I'll absolutely be back for that Monday night game against the Titans. So home game. Um, I'm looking at yep, that, yep. and I'm realistically probably Green Bay. I'm also, it just depends on the timing of year, but I'm very, very interested in coming back for uh, the Cleveland Browns game as well. Just to, I, I, I know for the reasons why, I, I know we hate Deshaun Watson, but from a, a pure football standpoint, it's going to be a heck of a game if Deshaun Watson is active that game. So I would love mm. to see Deshaun mm. Watson and Josh Allen go head to head. Uh, on the road, LA, I'm absolutely doing LA. Um, the Kansas City game, Absolutely doing. Kansas well, give it, give, give, give us, give us all the road games. I didn't give the road games, so you give the road games. Okay, so you mean like read them through? Yeah, I didn't say I didn't. Okay, so we got Baltimore, yet. we got the Bengals, we got the Bears, the Lions, the Rams, the Jets, yeah, the Patriots, uh, Miami. <laughs> you just throw up on yourselves, and then Kansas City. So I, I, I anticipate um, the Detroit game. Uh, it's a dome, so it doesn't matter what time of year that is. I anticipate being there. The Rams, I'm in that wow. thing 100%. It's going to be I, – I I feel very strongly that it's going to be week one Thursday night football. Um, I can't mm. say that for sure. I'm not a source, but I feel very, 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 very confidently that if you were to say you were going to be in Los Angeles week one, you would be able to catch a Buffalo Bills game. So I'm going there, and then I'm actually going to – I'm going to make that Kansas City trip because I, I don't want to um, – really? I don't I don't want to get to the point where like I'm so comfortable watching these guys away that like I never get a chance in person to see Josh and Patrick play. Like it's one of those things like it's it's the Brady and uh and Peyton thing or it's like the Rodgers and you know I I, I want to see that in person. So um I'm absolutely going to Kansas City. So we're going to have a good time this year. And I actually Chicago. I'm looking forward to Chicago. I don't know if I said that earlier. Yeah, for me uh home games you know, season ticket holder, it's, it's going to depend on, you know, I have a busy life and it's, it's difficult for me to go to games, especially home games, any game really. And and then do my show afterwards. This is one of those years though, where I might go to every game. You know what I mean? Like there might not be a game that I sell or not, might not be a game that I gift. There might not be a game. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how the, the year plays out. I got to see Aaron Rodgers play football, the Vikings, you know, the Vikings game. So, you know, the, the, the Diggs revenge game is somebody just put in the comment section. 
I could care less to see the Steelers unless I don't know why. And you and I talked about this Trubisky starting. It'd be great to see Mitch, you know, play. Um, I don't know why I've got a soft spot for him in my heart. It's going to be really weird to see Deshaun Watson in a Browns uniform. Really, really weird. I am amped about the Titans game. Regard. So I'm almost, I'm almost hopeful that that is the home opener, the Titans game, because for me last year, I would call it home opener week, homecoming week, that week. And you and I spent the whole week together was amazing. Like it was just so much stinking fun. And for me, the buildup to this game, if this is the home opener, so if the, if the season opens at LA on that Thursday night, and then the, the bills come back home for that Monday night football game, the stuff that's going to be going on Thursday, Friday, you and I potentially doing a hump day hotline live, but Friday night, the homecoming, right? Jeremy's homecoming party, uh, the stuff Saturday, and then like a whole day of football Sunday, and then all day tailgating on Monday like that. That to me would be, I don't even like the end of the world type of a, of a celebration, if that makes sense. Like I'm super, super amped. I'm hopeful that that is the home opener. I don't know. The bills came out and said that the home opener is going to be announced. Is it tomorrow? They're going to yep. announce the home opener tomorrow. Almost trying to make it sound like that this wasn't the home opener. I don't buy it. I think this potentially is, just like you said. The Jets are the Jets. They're going to be improved. The Patriots are the Patriots. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. It's funny that I'm I'm least interested in those three games than some of the other ones. As far as the away games go, I've been to Cincinnati, Cincinnati to see the Bills play there. I'm more interested in seeing the Bills play in Chicago. Um, I'm interested in seeing the Bills play wherever you're going to go. So if you're going to one of these games or two of these games or three of these games, we'll obviously talk, and there's a chance that I might ride your coattails. KC, Chicago would be great. LA would be a dream. I don't know that I can make that trip. Um, I'm out for Thanksgiving, whether it's the Ravens or the Lions, but that's just me. What do you got? What are you thinking as far as when you look at that home schedule, win-loss, just at your first glance, win-loss record? Put that in the chat, too. So those of you that are in the comments section, the home games only, What do you, and, and don't be not realistic. Don't be like, oh, you know, eight no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't be that guy. Like, look at the game. And really kind of think about who we're playing. And, you know, sneaky good teams. You know, the, the Dolphins are going to be improved. But so so put it in the comment section. And Spence, what do you think as far as that home stretch, just home record this season? Um, being honest with you, and and I'm not being I, I got I got six and two at home. Six and two. Who are your losses to? Um or do you don't not think it matters? Well, no, it matters. I, th I think Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. And um, right. so I think that's the game that I'm most concerned about on the schedule um, or at home schedule. And then until un until the Buffalo Bills prove to me, I know we made a lot of moves, but until they prove to me they can really stop the run, I'm super worried about the Vikings. Devin Cook is he, he's mm. like he, he's he's yeah. just next level and he's somebody and we've seen it uh, from Tennessee last year. We saw it from. Um, you know, any team that we played with a very good running back when, when we played the Colts, you know, Jonathan Taylor ate us alive. And I just right. I, so same thing. I think we're going to I think we're better than Cleveland. And uh, even with Deshaun Watson being there, I, I think that we that we beat them. Um, but but no, I think I think Miami is improved, but it's still Tua. I saw I saw a clip where they said that he threw like a rocket and the thing looked like, you know, it, it looked like I was. Did you not? Did you not see my? I did. Tonight? I did. I saw it. I saw it. it. Just, but it looked so bad, man. It just looked like it literally looked like somebody took a balloon and, and poked a hole in it and then just threw it. It's like what? What, yeah. what are we doing so, here? So, for those of the people that are not on Twitter, there's a video out there that was actually put out by the Dolphins that that Pro Football Focus PFF actually retweeted, 
and it's Tua rearing back and throwing the ball what looks to be as hard as he can. The ball looks like it goes about 40 yards in the air, of which Tyreek Hill has to slow down and come back for it, catch it, and then turn around and go, and it was called a rocket. And I tweeted today that this U.S. inflation thing has gotten out of control when it's even affecting pro football like quarterbacks because they're just not making rockets like they used to, which is hysterical. So for me, you know, I think that Green Bay game is a win. Green Bay traditionally has had a hard time winning in this stadium, uh, whether Brett Favre was the quarterback or Aaron Rodgers. Um, the Vikings game is going to be interesting because, like you said, Dalvin Cook, that defense is good. And, oh, by the way, you know, as much as we like to make fun of Kirk Cousins, he's an efficient quarterback, right? If I mean, he can hurt you. He can hurt themselves too. I don't know where I, where I land on this. The dolphins make me nervous. I don't want to see the dolphins in September. The dolphins have a historical uh, path of playing well in Buffalo early in the season. It's tough. A lot of people have put seven and one. I could see seven and one. A lot of people have put six and two. I could see six and two at the end of the day. It's about sweeping the, the bottom three, right? The jets, the Patriots and the dolphins, and then kind of letting the chips fall. The, the Steelers game is a win. I think the Browns game, they're a sneaky good team. The, the Titans game is a win. So Steelers, Titans, Patriots win, Jets win. Man, it's tough. I'm probably at six and two. Yeah. Six does six and two. Yeah, is that where you're at? Six and yep. two? Green Bay and the Vikings. What about Green Bay and the Vikings? What about the away games? Away games are a little more difficult to gauge. Um at, only because so, right. like, for instance, last year, when you look at Baltimore, they had 25 or 24 players on injured reserve. That's not the team that we're gonna face. You know, but a lot of those injuries were like torn ACLs or, um, you yeah. know, ankle injuries that that last. So uh, will these guys be? We dealt with that. We dealt with that for a couple yep. of years where we had like bad injuries. all the So time. it's like, is that going to be is that going to affect the way they play? But like I said, Lamar Jackson is still he's showtime. He's a, he's a big time player. So um, I think mm -hmm. we beat the Bengals. I don't even think it's uh, I keep saying this, man. I don't mm -hmm. think they make the freaking playoffs. I really don't. I don't think they go from wow. being in the Super Bowl to not making the playoffs. And if like y'all can quote me here, y'all can keep the receipts. I'll go back and tweet it. So that way everybody can save it to their bookmarks. I do not think the, the Bengals make the playoffs. Um, I think we beat the Bears. Wow. We're just better. Um, I think we beat the Lions. We're just better. Uh, the Rams. Yeah. This one is interesting to me, but it's interesting in a different way. So they lose. They lose Robert Woods. Odell Beckham Jr. hasn't signed back in. Even if he did, he has a knee injury. Um, they did pick yeah. up, uh, uh, who is their big guy? Uh, Allen Robinson. So they picked up Allen Robinson to go with uh, Cooper Cup. That's still going to be a dangerous right. offense. So I'm I'm at the point where I'm looking at it like, you know, L.A. might get us that, that you know, but I'm hoping that they have like that Super Bowl hangover. You know, uh, I, I think yeah. we beat the Jets. I think we sweep the Jets. You know, I, I know they they have improved. Their draft was amazing. Their draft was amazing. But Zach Moss, to tell you, he came on the show last on Code of Conduct last night, and he told you the speed of the game is different. This first year, you're and yeah. the Buffalo Bills really are just just take this in, Bills fans. The Buffalo Bills are really the best team in the league. So yeah, you're going to have guys excited to play the Buffalo Bills. These rookies with the Jets they're not ready so so give them a year to get some experience under the belt get all the you know then, then we're fine patriots i think we might split i actually think the patriots might get us miami same thing um unfortunately i do think we split with miami this year not because of tua but i, I just think that there's so many things that they did to improve that team that um if the buffalo bills have have an off week a la uh what the jaguar week last year or you know something like that and i just think that happens i think i think this is our year to to let the world know that we're better than kansas city though so I, 
You know, mm, I agree. You know, I just think I think we take that step. I think Josh takes that step. I think Josh is MVP. I think it's going to be one of the one of the very few times mm-hmm. in history that the quarterback is MVP and also MVP of the Super Bowl. Wildest dreams land. The Ravens concern me. The Bengals only concern me because it's in Cincinnati and the Bills have traditionally had a problem playing in that stadium. The Bears do not concern me. The Lions don't concern me. That Rams game is going to be a Jekyll and Hyde game, and I don't mean that, no pun intended, as far as just, you know, Micah Hyde. It, the, the Rams could come out and be a little flat. The Bills, we've seen them come out first game of the season and be a little flat as far, you know, when you think of the Pittsburgh game last year. We sweep the Jets. We sweep the Patriots. I'd love to see us sweep the Dolphins again. Could you imagine being 9-1 and one against the Dolphins, knowing that Josh Allen was almost 10-1 and one if it hadn't been for Charles Clay dropping a touchdown in the end zone? I mean, that's ridiculous. And I, too, agree that the Chiefs are not the Chiefs without Tyreek Hill. I don't care what rookie, rookie wide receiver. They could have drafted three rookie wide receivers. You don't replace Tyreek Hill that easily. Um, so Casey's a win. Dolphins a win. Excuse me. The Patriots a win. Jets a win. I'm on the fence about the Rams. Man, it's, it's funny because playing the AFC North, playing the NFC North, you look at it, and a lot of people said it. Like, this is a tough schedule. It is, but when you look at who the Bills are, the team being the best, one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. And when you break it down by team, I mean, the Bills, you're looking at what, 12 and five on the season, right? 13 and four, 12 and five. I mean, I can't imagine they're going to be 11. They're, they're a number one seed waiting to happen. I got them going. You agree with that? Yeah, I got them 13 and four. And I think that's, a, I think that's, if not one, is two. Um, but, it's 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 so much of it's going to come down to for me the running game. I think the running game makes a big difference. Like the running game, they, if they can establish the run to make the run a threat. As much as I don't believe that Josh Allen needs the pressure taken off of him because he handles the pressure just fine, and when he needs to turn it on, he turns it on. But to know that they've got that, they tr- you and I have talked about it. The running game is important. You've said it a million times. You got to be able to run the football. There's been huge swaths of, of games where they haven't been able to run the football. End of, end of last season, they ran the football effectively. But if they can if they can make a statement, if James Cook and these guys, Zach Moss, obviously Devin Singletary, if it's a three-headed monster, to, to, to your point, if, if they can make that happen to where it's a concern and they've got to start stacking the box, look out. I mean, if they can stack the be, be against stacked boxes and win in those situations, I mean, forget it. It's just, I just, I don't know. And the defense has improved. I don't, man, I, don't, I just, it's, it's too good to be true. I, I agree about the run game. I think it's going to be greatly improved, though. Like, I think, you know, just just what we've seen from Motor at the end of the year last year, um, from what Zach told us as far as his health, um, and then the the yak is good. I think that's the biggest part. I think the run game, if, yeah, if, yeah. if the run game stays exactly the same as last year, but we improve our yak, I think, because yeah. because think about it, Josh Allen was top five in, in every metric with like one mm-hmm. of the lowest yak, um, you know, just period. So if, if he can improve that, he by far would have been the best quarterback in the league last year, like by far. So I think I think the yak is going to play a big deal. And that's why you bring in Crowder. That's why you draft um, mm-hmm. Shakur in the fourth, what, fifth round guys for yak. Fifth, yep. And, I, you know, so I, to be honest with you, I could I could I could see us going 14 and three. Well, a big part of the yak as well, which, you know, not that you missed it. You didn't. I know you know this because you probably saw all the same interviews that I did. But Josh Allen works on something. Coach talked about it every year. He works on something and he improves an area. This year, Josh Allen has said, I've been working on throwing the ball to a spot where the guys can run after they catch it. Like he kind of owned 
he said that it was partially the offensive scheme that they had, that it wasn't really built in, but he also said, I need to throw the ball better. And I've been working on that. And that's, that's scary to think about for the rest of the league. And it's fun (laughs) as hell for us. It's about to be a problem. It's about to be a problem. It's about, yeah. And this is, so Sal comes in and he says, people have to stay healthy, slow down, please. So Sal, yes, you are correct. And that always goes without saying. However, wait a minute, wait a minute. Barring barring ridiculous, this is what I'm going to say. Barring, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, barring ridiculousness, meaning 18 people end up on the IR, this Bills team should still be able to win football games. To include, if Josh Allen gets hurt for six games, Case Keenum is a guy, if he's schemed properly and he has weapons, like he did with Minnesota, he can win football games. Regardless of who's hurt, this team is deep enough that it should... Is it going to make a one or two game difference? Yes. Is it going to make a... Well, we missed the playoffs. No, it's not going to make that much of a difference. Can we stop doing this? Like, can we please right. stop doing this? Like, and and I'm actually like this. This is really something that I don't like. So first, it's a party in here, okay? It's a party. Secondly, <laughs> like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't know what everybody believes. Everybody has different beliefs than I do, but I truly believe that you can speak things into existence. Like the way people use their words matter. The team has been one of the healthiest teams in the league for the last four seasons. They've actually won awards for it. They've won awards for being the healthiest team. They've won awards for getting guys back and rehabbed. Let, let's let's stop with all this negativity, okay? This is a party. It's hump day, okay? It's hump day. <laughs> Sal, I love hump you. Like I don't know you. I love you. But let's stop doing this crap. Like, for real. I was about to say the other word, but I know that I don't want to get in trouble <laughs> with the network. You got to stop this, Sal. You're in timeout. Not really in timeout, but you're in timeout. But even with that, so 2020, the Buffalo Bills went 13 and three, and both of their main linebackers struggled with the injury the entire season. Right? Yeah. Cole Beasley played with broken leg or a broken leg. The next season, he played with broken ribs. I mean, and they still what? Stefan Diggs played with an ob- oblique strain, which we're told is one of the worst injuries you can have because it's almost impossible to play with. And guess what? This team has dealt. Zach Moss has been injured. Uh, there's the amount of injuries that have come out since then, and guys. What year was it? Uh, was it 2020 after 2020? Like five guys that ended up having to have surgery yeah. that weren't even on the They, they on didn't show up on the injury report at all, and they were playing through it, and we made it. So what I'm saying is, like, give the team credit for what they do. Give the players credit for being a lot tougher yeah. than what you yeah. think they are. We're not divas. We're not, um, you know, we're not prima donnas or whatever it is that you want to call these guys. But but seriously, the energy, when y'all come into these shows and we and we in here having a party with y'all, don't come in here with that negativity, man. We just trying to love it up. We want to love on our team. We want to love on our guys. And, and I'm just saying, like, I, I'm sorry for yelling. I love you, Sal. But you can't, don't don't come in here with that negativity, man. Don't do it. <laughs> Chris Janky, I watched several games last year with a bad back. <laughs> I did, too. I did, too. <laughs> Chiropractor is my homie. If we can win games when Chris Janky's injured, we can win games when anybody's injured, right? <laughs> And and also, I do want to apologize, too. I've been on edge since somebody on Twitter said I attacked him earlier. So I just been on edge like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> so sorry, Sal, but 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 chill with that. Uh, chill with that. Yeah, I had a I had a little I had a little beef with a other Bill's content creator this week, too, because every time he would ever enter my mentions, he would 
just on the contrary. Yeah, just, just and I just called him a contrarian, and he got mad at me. He's like, "Why you got to be like? Why you got to be like that?" I was like, "Because you every you never come into my mentions unless you're going against what I'm saying." And I said, "And I don't think you've ever even liked one of my posts." Man. So why are we doing this? Why are we doing this dance? Let's just let's just undo it. And I'm gonna just tell like, you, <laughs> you know, it, it, both of us, we show love to everybody. Like I, I purposely, yeah, we try to. I purposely make sure. I, I speak publicly, positively about everybody. I make sure that I support people's shows. I make sure that, like, it's a lot of things. I have people on my show. I, anytime anybody asks me to be a guest, I'm a guest. And then you have these yep. guys who you think you're friends with, and then out of nowhere, they just want to, all they want to do is argue with you. And it's like, dude, I'm not debating with you. Like, I do a show three times a week for this. It's Twitter. <laughs> like, let's not do this. So I'm sorry. I just had to get that off my chest. People like, right, like, right, why right. do we have to fight? Let's just get along. Let's love each other. You know, I say it every day on my every week on my show. Take care of each other, love each other and live in peace every week. I'm not ending. The, I'm not ending the broadcast. No, yet, no, no. So that was not no, the it end wasn't the week. end. But I'm saying I, like I live by that. It's, it's something that I say every single day, even when I'm not live on my show. I literally say that every single day. Like, sure. I love people. I love everybody. Yo, y'all, y'all, man, some of these content creators, man, I'm going to tell y'all, you know what I mean? When I get out this Buffalo game, it's going to be on. Y'all going to hear it. I'm just saying right now I'm playing the, the politically correct move. But as soon as it, as soon as that move from Buffalo sports to like what my goal is, they going to hear it. I promise you it's going to be something for real. No, I'm for real with that. I'm not even joking. I, There's a few of them. It's like I am four the of them that, that they, people... I didn't mean to open this camera. Well, no, because it's like you got to understand, and Bruce says it all the time. We're podcasters, so everybody has an ego. Like you know, like we want our takes yeah, to be right, right, and I get that. But the thing is, we're podcasters. Like you don't work for the team. As good as you, hobbyists. you know, we're hobbyists. So the thing is, your opinion is just as good as my opinion, or just as bad as my opinion. And the thing is, like nobody is perfect. So when when these dudes right. start talking all of this craziness, and they think because it's Twitter that stuff is sweet, it's like, no, nah, y'all really don't know the dude that I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm very very politically correct and lovable on Twitter, very very very. And and Same. like y'all just gotta y'all gotta fix the energy because I, I get tired. Is is exhausting loving people when they don't love you back. It's so exhausting. <laughs> it's so exhausting. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. He's not, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. And uh, I feel your pain. And and next time I see you, not that I wouldn't anyway. We're going to hug it out. We're going to hug it out. It ain't you. Yeah, we, we, I don't have to. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I got a beef with you. <laughs> and if you had a beef with me, we'd talk about yeah. it and we'd squash it. That's just that's just kind of how it goes. But uh, we got to get up up on out of here. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts after that big, long final thought? Take care of each other. Love each other and live in peace. <laughs> <laughs> and as always, stay positive, test negative. Go build. <laughs> that's actually really that's actually really a really, really great way to end the show, of course. But I don't really have any thoughts. I mean, I'm gonna miss Jerry Hughes. I'm excited for the season. Um, this was a fun show. It always is. Um, you know, super, super big thanks to everybody that that listens and follows and jumps in. And there's a bunch of people saying they've got our backs and and we appreciate that. We love you guys. Um, at the end of the day, I can tell you this about just to wrap up what Spence was saying. Um he, neither of us are in this for the clout no. right we're in no. this because fun and we enjoy it um and and i don't know how to say it any other way than that i mean when push comes to shove i'm not going to get pushed out i'm just going to walk away i'm just gonna be like this isn't worth my time anymore like i'm not in it for the fight i'm in it to be friends and i'm in it to be a bills fan and i'm in it to have fun and i'm in it, i'm in it to enjoy 
all of this and all of this interaction. So, um, yeah, so we appreciate all of you guys. We love all of you guys. And uh, we're here to stay for now. And when we're not anymore, we won't be anymore. And that's just the way that it goes. And there's big dreams and some dreams get realized. And sometimes, as Spence showed me today, you've got to jump. So jumps will happen. And when jumps happen, if the parachute opens, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'm getting really cryptic at this point. So I apologize to everybody. But uh, yeah, uh, as Spence said, uh, love everybody. So yeah, test negative, stay positive, lo love each other. Check on a loved one if you haven't heard from somebody in a while. Yeah. But uh, for Joe Miller, Jay Spence the King, you have been tuned into the Hump Day Hotline on the Buffalo Rumblings vidcast network we appreciate all of you guys we'll see you next week joe miller jay spence go, go bills. bills let's get it we love you we love you jerry hughes love you for sure we love you and bye mario love you bro bye mario mm -hmm.